Hey, before you start today's episode, I just wanted to jump on in and tell you about something so very exciting. I am holding my first ever summit. The Rise Above Summit is going to be on the 20th and the 21st of March and the tickets to it are free. All you have to do is register at theriseabovesummit.com. Now, I have pulled together the most phenomenal lineup for you. Honestly, it's like a who's who of the online world. So if you have an online business that you want to grow, so you're either a course creator, a membership owner, or a coach and do offer group programs, then this is definitely the summit for you. You are going to learn everything you need to know from the best experts out there in terms of growing that business. Let me just give you a little rundown of some of the speakers that we've got speaking. We've got the amazing Amy Porterfield, who's going to be sharing with us about growing her audience and basically creating a million dollar online business. We've got the phenomenal Michael Hyatt, who is a New York Times bestselling author, who's going to be talking to us about getting organized in our business. We've got Mike from the Membership Guys, who's going to be talking about using free content to sell your online membership. We've got Lucy Street from Adobe Express sharing the secret source of social media. We've got Graham Cochran, who's talking about a million dollar life giving business formula. And I do an amazing interview with him. We have Adrian Salisbury talking about three keys to maximizing your own camera presence. We have Kirsten Miller, Mary Hyatt, Joy Ann Boyce. Uh, we have Fifi Mason, Robin Kennedy. We have Kylie Lang, Melanie Moore, Jen Lena, Natalie Bullen, Liz Mosley. Like the list goes on and on and on. We honestly have the most phenomenal people. We also have various different activities that you can take part in that go from meditation to tapping to doing marketing in 10 minutes. So we've got lots of fun things and there's also competitions to get amazing swag. So go and check out theriseabovesummit.com. It will be linked in the show notes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go and find it in my social media. Get your free ticket. And after you get your free ticket, you will be given the opportunity to upgrade to our VIP pass. And our VIP pass means that you can watch any of these sessions whenever you want. Because the one thing about putting on such an amazing summit with such a big and amazing lineup is that we can't fit them all in two days. And in order to fit them in, we're doing tracks. So you will get to pick between three different speakers of which one to watch live. And unless you've got the VIP passed, you won't be able to watch the speakers that you've missed. So do check that out as well. It's honestly going to be amazing. I am so very excited about it and I can't wait to see you there. You are listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, episode 59. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, uncovering the secrets of effortless social media marketing for your business. And here is your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you? Do you know what? It's been quite a week for me, almost like a few things have been happening over these last few weeks where it's really helping me focus and think and think about the direction I'm going. So there was a couple of updates I wanted to let you know about before I head on in today's podcast. So the first thing is, I talked to you previously about how I really enjoy talking around all aspects 
of digital marketing and how you can market your business and how you can grow a business and what it's like running a business and just all that kind of side of it. And I really enjoyed talking about it. And I got some good feedback where people said, yeah, great. They liked the episodes where we chuck in some different things, as well as obviously the episodes around social media. So I have a question for you and I'd really like your feedback. So come and DM me over on Instagram or Twitter or wherever you, you want to find me. But I'm thinking now, do I need to change the name of the podcast? Now, I know that the name in some cases is not the be all and end all. So when I think about the podcast that I listen to, I don't even think about the title. I just know that I like them or I like listening to what they've got to say or they do good information. So is it really that important? Or do you think I'm putting people off who think I'm literally just sat here talking about what to do on Facebook or Instagram when actually we talk about so much more about that and so much more about selling online? And that's really kind of where my focus is going and where I really want to do more work in. I spoke at Atomicon a few weeks back about selling on a webinar, for instance. I did a talk back, gosh, I think a month or so ago in Dublin, where I talked about how to build an email list. I'm doing talks later in the year, again, around selling, but maybe using social media as the kickoff. Um, so I feel like there is definitely a bigger, wider subject area that I'm covering. And my 15 years worth of experience in marketing is hopefully helping me cover that well, but I just, I don't know, do I need to change the name of the podcast? I would love to hear what you think. I've toyed with a couple of ideas, things like digital marketing that converts, I thought was fairly self-explanatory, but you let me know what you think. Do I need to change it? I need to look into what effect that will have on my podcast, because obviously I don't want to lose people that I've already got. And also I want people to continue to find me. And if they're looking for social media marketing made simple, then are they going to find me? Anyway, probably overthinking this. It's something I do a lot. So that was the first thing that was interesting this week. The second thing that I've done this week is I've decided that if you're on my email list, I'm actually going to email you. What a shock. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Honestly, I am such a fool to myself. So obviously I talk lots about make sure you get people off social media and onto your own email list because Basically, there's no algorithm in your email inbox, is there now? And also, we can't guarantee what these platforms are doing. They're changing all the time. So for me, it's a really, really important thing that everyone should be doing. However, I had been collecting all these lovely email addresses and then doing nothing with them. And my friends and colleagues who know me and know what I do and obviously what I'm good at thought I was literally crazy. Like, they were literally like you don't email anybody. And I just didn't know why. And I can give you probably a million excuses as to why I hadn't got round to it, but they will just be excuses. So last Wednesday, I sent an email to my entire list and said, hey, do you know what? I'm going to start emailing you now. And I don't want to be one of those emails where I'm just filling your inbox with a load of rubbish. Also, some people that I get emails from that I follow, I only ever get an email when they're selling something and I don't want that and I don't want to be like that and I want to be really genuine and honest. I also talked in this email about the fact that I considered having one of my copywriters write my emails for me and then I decided that actually if you wanted to hear someone else speak, you would be listening to someone else. So really, it was really important for me to be authentic and have my tone of voice. Now, I'm going to promise you, it is not going to be the most beautifully written thing you've ever seen. And also, I am a much better speaker than I am writer. I'm not a big fan of writing. 
So I've just written the second email today to go out this coming Wednesday and which obviously won't be this coming Wednesday for you because I'm recording this way before it comes out. But anyway, so yeah, I've put together this email and I really struggled straight off, you know, without even starting. But I can only imagine it's going to get easier and hopefully people are going to enjoy them. I'm going to give them tips and tricks and strategies and all the kind of stuff that I can help them with. And hopefully for three, four minutes, once a week, it's not going to be, you know, a pain in your neck and you're going to enjoy it. So if you're on my email list, hopefully you've seen that. If you're not, then head over to TeresaHeathWearing.com and please come and join me as I will be hopefully every Wednesday dropping into your inbox and giving you some words of wisdom. And it's not just even a repeat of the podcast. Sometimes I might mention the podcast, but really it's more about sort of giving you other stuff as well. So, and I can give you links and stuff like that in emails as well. So, so yeah, it's been a bit of a busy week and I'm off to LA again or to California again on Thursday this week, which again, like I said, won't be by the time you hear this because I'm going to do two more conferences. And actually I'm really excited about these conferences because the one I'm going to Impact Summit, which is in Irvine in California, has got some of the most phenomenal speakers I'm really, really excited about that one. And then I have my event that I do with James Wedmore, which is his next level coaching. So I'm part of his next level group. So I have a two day event back in Irvine again, strangely enough, at the end of this trip I'm doing. So it's going to be, again, a full on learning curve for these next few weeks, which I enjoy. It's great. And seriously, like there could be totally worse places to have conferences, couldn't there? like the most amazing places. California is so beautiful. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Anyway, on to today's episode. So today I'm interviewing my very lovely friend, Chelsea Pites, who I met over social media. I hate saying stuff like that. Makes you sound like a little bit of a weirdo. Promise you I'm not. But I used to follow her or I still follow her on Instagram. Love her stuff. We've interacted loads of times and we just got chatting about something. And I said, you must come on the podcast and have a conversation with my audience about some really smart future marketing. So in this episode, Chelsea talks about voice marketing and she talks about how you do Alexa briefings and why you would do an Alexa briefing. And what's really nice is she comes from it at a different angle. So Chelsea has a really interesting take on the effect that marketing has on our brains and also the effect of hearing someone's voice and how that comes across. She's also written a book all about camera first social platforms. So what she means by this is all those platforms where the main function is using a camera. So for instance, Snapchat and Instagram. So she actually wrote this book called Talking Pictures, which like I said, talks all about how our marketing and how we build our personal brands through these type of platforms. But this was a really, really interesting chat. It was really great to hear her take on how voice can possibly take over and how and why we should be paying attention to things like Alexa briefings. So hopefully this is going to be a good one. Oh, hopefully you haven't got an Alexa in the background that is going off every time I say the word Alexa. That'd be hilarious. I apologize if that's the case. But anyway, Chelsea's great fun. You're going to really enjoy this episode. So I hope you like it. So it gives me so much pleasure today to welcome the lovely Chelsea Pites to the podcast. Welcome, Chelsea. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's my pleasure and I'm so excited to be here. I have been looking forward to this forever. So thank you so much for the honor awesome. of being with you today. Oh, no, thank you. I've said on the intro that 
we literally met just following each other on Instagram. And I feel like I know you so very well and your husband and your son and your life. And it just proves to me, there's always so much like bad negativity about social media and about how awful it is and how damaging it is to our health. But then when I think how you are in, you're in Arizona, aren't you? That's correct. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're in Arizona. I'm here in the UK. We've never physically met. And yet you can just get to know someone and feel like you can have a conversation with them. So I just think it's amazing. And of course, I do love an Insta story and you are very good at an Insta story. Very entertaining. It's brilliant. You know, when you're watching Insta stories and you can't play the sound and I'm like scanning through them and I get to yours and I'm like, oh, swipe off because I need to listen to that. Whatever it is, I need to listen. I have to wait until I can hear. Anyway. I agree. I agree with you on everything you said. I actually just had lunch with a wonderful Snapchat friend that I met for the first time and she's from Australia and traveled here to Arizona. So you're, you're totally right. Right. My best friends I've met through, through social media. I think it's amazing. The world is turned into a very small yes. place to reach each other, hasn't it? It's just it so wonderful. I love that side of it. So for my audience, if they don't know you, I would love you to just give us an idea about who you are, uh, how you got to where you, be, where you are now. And also probably you want to drop in the fact that you've just been asked to speak or you've just spoken at an event with Gary Vee, which is pretty amazing. So <laughs> that was a highlight of my life. Yes, it was a bucket list. Um, well, my specialty is in the real estate industry. I am a social sales coach. I am a content creator, a keynote speaker. I've uh, authored books. And I teach uh, social media skills on personal branding and also how to use social media to sell effectively, not spammy, not, you know, spamming people in the DMs, but how to really build your brand and attract your ideal audience, identify your niche. And I specialize in that real estate industry, whether it's real estate agents or mortgage brokers or title insurance executives. And so I've been in that industry, that space for about 20 years. And uh, I I was in it before Facebook existed. I did not grow up with any of that. I didn't use it in my business. Uh, So I am living proof that somebody who is of a certain age is able to, you know, learn and embrace these incredible free distribution platforms where I can share my story at scale, have one-to-one conversations with people, create relationships as somebody who didn't grow up with it, who didn't have that who didn't have an iPad like my six-year-old son has, yeah. didn't understand you know, direct messaging and social media. So that's what I do every day. And, and yes, thank you for, for mentioning my, mm-hmm. my idol as I'm bowing down to the, the one and the only <laughs> Gary Vee. Um, I was asked to speak at his conference, which is called Agent 2021. And going there, speaking of you know, making connections mm-hmm. through social media, I had been talking to several of the people that I met there for years. And some of them I had just connected with via Instagram stories. And what was really amazing was, like you said, you knew them already going into when you got to kind of actually physically meet them. And then seeing them share their view of the story that you were also sharing, you got to see all these new perspectives that you, you, I was there, but I watching their stories, I got to see even more perspectives of what I miss. So that was a really beautiful experience for me. And, you know, such an honor to, to work with, um, you know, Gary's team on that. And wow, do they put on an incredible event? They know oh, how to I do it. Only for sure. Imagine. I bet. It's I, I will tell you a, a quick tip. I mean, so if yeah. Gary V or his team were listening, shout out Gary V. Um, they were so good that a girlfriend of mine who was coming, um, she, we had been on a call with their team some weeks or months prior 
the gentleman who was checking her in, she said something to me. He said, oh, you're so-and-so. I recognize you by your voice. And I was like, wow, amazing. You talk about a customer experience. That That is is a customer experience. When you are able to not only know who is attending your event, but by sound, because Mm -hmm. this person may have been on some, you know, call or with your team or whatever, I was like already impressed. I was like, take yeah. a page out of their book. Yeah, <laughs> they honestly. know what is going on. <laughs> that is amazing. And then, of course, that's kind of what Gary Vee is all about. It's about the whole making that connection, making it personal, getting using this amazing technology to, to get closer to people, to understand people better and to hear them. You know, so many businesses, and you must see this all the time, make the huge mistake of just shouting at the world. They think social media is purely, you know, an advertising platform where they can go buy my stuff. And obviously it's not, it's a listening and a conversation and an engagement thing. So I'm so glad that he is able to follow that through, through to his own event, because that is amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah, he did not disappoint at all. <laughs> so, so cool. So one of the things that obviously he does and you do, which is one of the reasons I wanted you on the podcast, is you are a, a true embracer of all the latest technology. And it's interesting that you said, you know, people over even, God, you know, 20s or 30s thinking, I can't do this because this isn't my era. It's not natural to me. I don't understand it. I can't get to grips with it. And actually you, I mean, I'm not cool enough to be on Snapchat. (laughs) I'm telling you, I use Snapchat for the filters if I want to take a nice photo and that's it. I do wish Instagram would get better at the filters. The Kylie um, Jen one. I really want them to get better with the filters. I mean, let's be honest. Now I'm going to actually have to send a real picture of myself sans filter to anyone that I actually meet in person because I mean, you know, like, oh, is that what you mean? Your skin is not as perfect as I thought it was, honestly. The Snapchat ones are so good, but Instagram hasn't quite got there. Like I said, the Kylie Jenner one is my favorite because it's quite a nice one. But yeah, they need to get better. But anyway, I'm not cool enough to be on Snapchat. I know my children and my stepchildren use it. And I sound like I've got the Von Trapp family. No, I have one child and two stepchildren and they use it. And and like I said, I only use it for a filter, but this is the whole thing. You embrace new technology to try and prove to the world that they don't have to be a 18-year-old teenager to, to kind of get these things. I mean, how do you how do you manage trying to keep up? Because it's hard. Well, I will tell you, I was sort of that person at one time who was like, oh, that's not for me. I mean, that's for mm-hmm. the young kids and that sort of thing. And, and what I did is I said, you know, I'm just going to figure it out. I'm just going to test it out. Mm-hmm. And once I had such an incredible life-changing and career-changing experience by, by testing out something like Snapchat, which I actually built my brand and my community on Snapchat, a undiscoverable, um, you know, only millennial or younger, all of these myths that were around it that said, you can't use it for business. Mm. And I, what I learned by doing that is that now I don't have a fear of trying something new because there's a lot of things that we just don't understand yet. And you have to look at that when I, when I can share with people like an analogy that we can all sort of relate to. So Mm -hmm. I know we're going to talk about voice today and that's something that people really have difficulty wrapping their head around because it's not something we've ever had before. Mm -hmm. It's kind of similar that if you're a parent, which I know you and I are, you have an idea of what it's going to be like to have that baby. And let me just share you, share with you. I had 
I was on, you know, a schedule, everything was great and it was going to be easy and I was going to feed the baby at 12 and they were going to take a nap for two hours and then reality happened. And I was like, what just happened? And you, you know, it's because you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people do this, do this all the time in the real world, having kids. No, people aren't not having children because they're afraid that they're not going to be able to figure it out. Right. People have figured it out for millions of years. But when we come to technology and social media, we forget about those things and we forget about the beauty of being human and, and the, the idea of learning something or doing something Mm -hmm. for the first time, there's such a beauty in that. So when I wrote a book, now it's going to be harder to write a second one, which I'm, I'm going to be doing because I know how hard it is when mm-hmm. I first dove in. I mean, really, ignorance is bliss. There's a beauty yeah. in trying something for the first time and having zero idea how it's going to work out because you also have zero idea if you're going to fail or how hard it is and all of that. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I embrace things because I know that no matter what it is going to be like, I can take what I've already learned from the other thing, um, whether it's another platform or something that I've done in my job. I mean we're talking about voice. We got to go back to radio days now. We've already done it all. We're just not thinking about applying it to that particular, that realm. So I'm not afraid to try any things anymore because I tried something. So my, my short answer is you actually have to try it. You have to experience it and see if you learn something from it. And then you won't kind of have this fear of going on to the next new and the now, but it is a lot to keep up with. And, um, you know, that's my job. So that's what I focus on. Yeah. And how do you choose? Because like, there are that many new things. And I know the big platforms, you know, we have the main ones, but I get emails, I don't know about you, all the time, try our new system. We've got a new system to do this. We've got, how do we know that this is going to be the next big thing? Or how do you think to yourself, right, I'm going to try that, but actually I'm not going to try that. You know, I think you should always honor your gut too and what you'd like to do. Like if, if you love, let's say, let's just throw out like a, a social media channel that a lot of people are age or not on. Let's talk about TikTok, right? Which was, mm-hmm. you know, musically. If you love it and you have a passion for it, then go for it. You know, yeah. kill it on that. If you love writing, then do that traditional new, it doesn't matter what it is. So you have to go with what you like first because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than feeling like you have to do something. Oh, I have to go yeah. Facebook live today because they tell me that's what the algorithm wants. That's going to translate and you don't want that to happen. No. So you have to find something that you like. And then, um, you know, yeah, do I follow trends? I do because that's what I, that's what I have to do for my mm-hmm. job. And I also believe in being a practitioner. I mean, I've got to try stuff out and yeah. I don't teach anything that I don't try out. That's why I don't talk about TikTok. I'm, I'm just a voyeur on there. I'm not actually yeah. doing anything. Um, so I would say, you know, and, and, and also could Facebook and all the big ones go away tomorrow? For sure they could. Yeah. I mean, you know, we always think, oh, that's not possible. It's never going to happen. Well, guess what? Everything else that we thought was never going to go away went away too. So yeah. So I think you kind of have to find your niche. I think you have to know where your audience is. I mean, mm-hmm. particularly my audience tends to be Facebook and Instagram. Now I went heavy into Snapchat and it was really great for me, but I also would say you need to be where your people yeah. are that you're going to be doing business with for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you completely lost me on the TikTok thing. <laughs> my, <laughs> my daughter, this is so ridiculous. This is where you know you're getting a little bit old because my daughter yeah. tried to get me to get her... because. We have the Apple family thing. So whenever she wants an app for her iPad, I have to approve it. And she has an absolute uh, trick of trying to get me to approve iPad apps that are over her age. And I think TikTok is a 12 plus. 
And so she sent me, I get this automatic requester every time she tries to get something. And I had to message her back going, darling, you can't have that. It's 12 plus. But it's just this. And it's like, it doesn't matter. I've said no. So yeah, that's the only reason I know what TikTok is. It's not because (laughs) I've been on it, I can assure you. So, okay, let's get over to the voice side. Now, we all have, and I'm going to say this quietly, but uh, in case you're listening in the house, Alexa's in the house. I don't want to say that too loud because it'll all wake up. So we all have this. We're getting more used to the fact that we can talk to our phones. And I I don't know what I would do without my friend in my iPhone, whose name I'm not going to say, because otherwise I'll wake him up, um, to spell things. That is probably the main <laughs> thing I use it for because my spelling is horrendous. And if I can say it, then they can tell me how to spell it, which is awesome. So we're we're getting much more used to as consumers using this, but I'm fascinated to understand what it is, why you are putting time and energy into it and where you see it going. How is it going to help businesses going forward? There's a lot of questions there. So yeah, I, I think, you know, to know my answer to just, you know, let people know a little bit more about me and where I come from. So my background's in psychology. I have a degree in clinical psychology. I was going to become a therapist, but I did not. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always looking at things through the lens of science, um, neuroscience, psychology, product psychology. And so I always bring it back to that because I'm fascinated about how as, as human beings, we behaviorally are being trained by certain things, mm-hmm. how our brains work, how they react to things. And so I'm coining this term called sensory social. And then we really talked about the visual side of it and the stories and why that's yeah. taking on and how that affects our brains and our communication. But now it's also this idea around voice too. And that could be podcasting. It could be the flash briefings. It could be um, any of those devices on your phone. And it's becoming much, much more important because as people have discovered podcasts, you know, I'm a podcast Mm. listener. Obviously you are, we both have our own podcasts. You know, we find that, oh, this is kind of nice. We can do something else while we're listening to a podcast or I can be, you know, hearing your voice while I'm driving my car or cleaning my house. And so we feel that we can kind of, you know, multitask and passively listen and take in information. And I think people too, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking about the, the Lexi device sitting on your, your kitchen counter and you're mm-hmm. asking it to spell things and what's the weather and yeah. what's two tablespoons if I have to get a cup or whatever your yeah. recipe is. And you think, well, it's kind of a dumb device, right? It's just sort of this thing that I ask questions to. But what, what we're forgetting or what we're not really thinking about is that it's not just these standalone devices. They're building that technology mm-hmm. into things, your refrigerator, yeah. Facebook portal has Lexi built into it, your car. I think if you could buy a new Ford or a new BMW going forward, it's all going to have Lexi built into it. And you might be asking it, give me directions, order pizza to be delivered to the house. I'm on my way, whatever it might Mm be. And it's not really going to just be us asking questions. In my opinion, where I think it's going is if you can imagine standing in your kitchen and maybe you and your husband are standing there and you're having a conversation, not with the device, but just amongst Mm -hmm. each other. And you say, you know, we should really repaint this house. We should really repaint the inside of this house. And maybe because everything will be connected at that point, it will know that maybe you've also stopped and looked at a few, you know, furniture places or things online. And it might start picking up those behavioral signals. And I know this sounds kind of creepy, but let's be real. Facebook does it all the time. It's predictive analytics. We love it on Amazon and Netflix. And it's going to start putting these pieces together and then serving you up suggestions. And you're going to love it because you're going to say like, oh my gosh, it's like you were reading my mind. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would like, you know, it'll say, would you like three uh, painters to come over and give you a, you know, an instant uh, quote on everything? And by the way, did you know your neighbor three houses down just sold their house last week for X amount of money? 
it's almost like they're going to start wow. serving up these things as they're listening. And, you know, I think it's going to be considered fairly helpful. A lot of people I think will like it. I think right now people are like, oh, that sounds creepy. Yeah. But it's just because we haven't had it yet. And it sounds really convenient to me yeah, <laughs> if yeah. I don't have to search for something. So I think the, the world of voice is, is barely beginning. Yeah. And we don't know what's going to happen, which again goes back to what we were talking about is we like to move away from things that we can't solidify or make a concrete example in our mind because we haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, where it's going with voice and, and podcasting and all of that. So I think it's really interesting to, to hear how people's voices activate different areas of our brains and how we feel connected to very emotionally to someone's voice or sound. And that's what I talked about today was this idea of like sound branding. And yeah. it was funny because I, I had all these different examples and people were like, oh, I know what that is. And they would name it. And they're like, yes, I know what that company is based on that sound. And that's fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah. No, and it is fascinating. And I love the the approach you've taken to it in the sense that voice in general, and I hadn't put things like podcasts together with it. You know, I'd seen that as another thing, but you're right. It's, and funnily enough, how podcasts also sit with convenience mm-hmm. because I do exactly what you do. In fact, normally getting ready in the morning, I have my phone propped up, putting my makeup on, in the car, cooking dinner, whatever it might be, because it's that whole, I want to do a million things at once. We're mm-hmm. busy. We need to do things quickly. We constantly ask, and I love the fact you call it her Lexi because that it doesn't wake her up. Um, right. We constantly ask her like, how old so-and-so or, you know, what film so-and-so in or whatever it is. We've got new Sky, Sky Q. I don't know if you have it over there. Um, oh, because you have like cable. So we have Sky. Yeah. That's yes. our cable. And and we have um, voice activated stuff. So now if I want to watch anything, if I know an actor's name, if it's anything, I can just voice it into it and it'll find it for me. And like you said, the convenience factor is massive. And I do agree that there are going to be some people listening to this going, uh uh-uh, uh, I do not like this. I do not right. want these people in my house. I do not want them listening. In fact, I watched a fascinating TED talk. I don't know whether you've seen it. I'm going to have to link to it in the show notes. I'll find it and I'll link to it in the show notes. But basically, it was a lady who had worked in cybersecurity, which was interesting. She decided to basically create the technology home and she had all her devices hooked up to everything. So she had the bed that was connected to the internet. She had the toothbrush that you connect to the internet. She'd had everything. And then she got a tech guy to watch how many times it was bouncing back to the server. Now, obviously you didn't know what it was bouncing back. And I'm fairly sure, I could be making this up, but I'm fairly sure that Alexa was bouncing back every 10 minutes. Like, regardless of whether you're speaking to it or not, it's bouncing something back. And you're right. We don't want to think about it, but how many times have we had a conversation over FaceTime or uh, Facebook video call and then mention something and Mm -hmm. lo and behold in our ads, just so happens that 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 thing comes up. So, and like you said, I think at the moment there's an element of fearfulness of it, but actually going forward, the convenience factor is huge. Mm -hmm. So, Explain to me, one of the things that you're doing at the moment is flash briefings. Is that yes. right? So yes. explain for me and my audience what a flash briefing is and how we first get hold of it in case you want to come and listen to it. Yes. So a flash briefing is a mini podcast. It's, a, it's Think of it as a daily micro bite of content that where instead of headline reading, which is what I do now, I have my mm-hmm. blogs that I like to scroll through and read the headlines. 
you might be getting ready in the morning and you could say, Lexi, play my flash briefings. And anything that you've enabled, which is their word for subscribe. So, you know, if we go to YouTube, we're subscribing to channels, or if we're going to podcast players, we're subscribing to different podcasts. And it just rotates through. So if you had one, it would be your voice doing your whatever information Mm -hmm. for that day. Then it would be my voice doing whatever information for that day. And at some point, I believe that it will obviously be monetized. There will be ways to advertise. There will be ways to leverage keywords, very much like Mm -hmm. Google search. And so right now, we don't really know what we're doing. We're just sort of putting content out there. And, um, you know, if you, if you want to enable or subscribe, as long as you have an Amazon app or go to Amazon's website, you don't even need the device. You can actually listen to all of these through that and they will improve the interface and probably even have something separate at some point. So there's the Amazon app, there's the Alexa app itself, mm-hmm. and there you can, you can enable um, and subscribe to those different flash briefings. And then it's just a quick and easy way to kind of hear the news of the day mm-hmm. and you can have genres like mine, social media tips and updates. And certainly if you like news or sports, you could go into those genres right. and, and listen to it as well. Um, so, you know, basically people are like, well, how do you get your voice from the recording into the thing? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so that's, you know, that's the part that's a little, not tricky, but again, this is something that we haven't really done before. So it's a little clunky. It's a clumsy, um, not nearly as easy as making a podcast, but the, the essentials are there, you know, recording your voice and then setting up the connection to actually Amazon and their device. And then once, once you're off to the races, you're, you're good to go. You're just making content. I do mine on a weekly basis. I do a two minute or less quick little update Monday through Friday, and then I batch it out and publish it for the next two weeks. Okay. And you've done a YouTube video, haven't you, on how yes. to do mm-hmm. this. So again, we'll link up to that in the show because I did look at that um, just to give me an idea. And then I tried to work out how to get the flash briefing and failed dismally. So now I know, I know where to go and find it. Oh, it's embarrassing. Yeah. And my flash briefing, in case you're looking for it, you can just search by the name, or if you have a device, you can say Lexi enable whatever name of the flash briefing, but my mm-hmm. flash briefing is called the voice of social sales. So if you nice. type that into Amazon, it should pop up and you can see a button that says enable and then it's ready to play. So you just have to, you know, give what they call the invocation, which again, why do we have all these crazy words? Why don't we just say command or statement? You know, it's like all these hecky words of say your invocation, which basically means you're telling the thing what to do. Hey, play my stuff. (laughs) I've never even heard of that. That is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be using that now. uh, Okay. I'm so cool and know what I'm talking about. Okay, I love it. (laughs) So, and actually, again, thinking about the type of content it is, especially in our arena, because it moves so fast. So doing a daily two-minute quick something easy, that suits this really well, doesn't it? You know, whereas it's not necessarily, I mean, again, headlines for news and things, but obviously some things it's not necessarily going to suit as well as our kind of content. So do you think that this, do you think this is going to be a thing that lots of people are going to go into lots of businesses like podcasting, you know, where you can have a podcast on literally anything. Do you think this is going to be a content creation tool for marketers and business people? I do. I think again, because I don't have anything to compare it to, I think it's going to be like reality TV audio version where I can find any show on any topic that I want to watch 
and I can educate myself. If I want long form, I can listen to long form. If I want two minutes, I can listen to two minutes. Mm. If I want to speed through and on, you know, double time someone's podcast, I can. Um, I think that it's, it's going to just be all around us whenever we want it. And What's interesting to me is that the behavior part of it, the behaviors are absolutely going to change. So like industry is irrelevant, but behavior isn't. And if I can stand in my kitchen and ask for anything, that's, that's what I'd rather do than type it. And, and 50% of our searches by next year are going to be touch-free. It means they're asking something yeah. to serve up an answer. And so I think as people catch on to that, I mean, I look at my son who's six, he talks to Alexa all the time. He just yeah. like, it blows my mind. I never had a yeah. conversation with him to say, okay, here's what this is. Now, mm-hmm. if you talk to it, it's going to be able to answer questions. He just knew it Thank and had yeah. the experience. And also I never taught him about iPads or what star ratings are, but mm-hmm. he knew at four years old that if he saw a cartoon that had four stars out of the five, he would rather watch the one with five stars. That to me right there shows that we have an, you know, a fundamental change in human behavior and that we're not teaching the kids yeah. this. They're, they're, they understand it. And so I think that's why it's going to be a big deal. And the technology builders are getting smarter and more intuitive. Like you mm-hmm. said, none of these things are taught. You give a child an iPad and they know it instinctively. They know what to do. My daughter for a long while used to come up to, I have a big iMac that obviously I work from, and my daughter would come up and instinctively touch the screen to move things and do things. It's like, no, it doesn't work on this one yet. And then it's funny because I don't know about you, but you get to a point about, you know, what are you going to get them for Christmas and their birthdays? And, And obviously, you know, my daughter's, she's nine now, so she's getting quite big. And my stepson, um, who's 15, he has like the Alexa lights and he has all of that sort of thing. So, you know, so it's going down that route where it's more of the convenience things that I'll be buying her, that she'll have her own Alexa and her own lights and her own whatever it is that it's Mm -hmm. going to be by then. Um, Is this kind of home of the future that it's going to create for us where we have all this convenience? Um, But like I said, I think from a business point of view, it's, I loved when you said that um, it doesn't matter about the industry. It's our, the way we're changing. And I think sometimes people forget that we're selling and communicating and engaging human beings. That yes, you might be business to business or you might be business to consumer, but at the end of whatever process, funnel, service, whatever it is, there is a human being at the end of that. And if that's how they choose to engage and take in content, then great. Right. So... What do you think going forward? What's, what's the plan? What, if you were a business now, would you be trying to get on this? Would you be leaving it a little while? Because I guess the other good thing about any new technology is that there's hardly anybody on it. And if you can get in early, then great. But obviously, is it worth people looking at it? Is it worth them waiting? What's, what's your thoughts? Well, I think that, you know, being First to market is is a nice to have, but in the end of the day, you can be one of the better people on the market at any time. So if you're if you're late to Instagram stories, you can still kill it there with mm-hmm. an audience just because you're not a first adopter. There are some benefits to being first adopters. You get to figure out all the quirks and the kinks and then <laughs> share that knowledge with other people. Yeah. And I'm also a big believer in, again, not just looking at the very narrow view of the thing. Like for example, people would say to me, 
well, why are you doing Snapchat? I'm like, honestly, it's made me a better speaker. I had to be succinct. I had to be to the point. Back in the day when I had 10 seconds, I had to get out a thought very clearly in a very short amount of time, which actually gave me a lot of skills in the person-to-person interactions, whether it was uh, doing a inter- live interview or speaking on a stage or talking in a meeting. And so there are, there are things that you will learn that you can then apply to your podcasting or you can apply to your video uh, content. Again, I would say I, I am a big believer personally that this is where the future is. Mm-hmm. I believe that voice and, and audio content is critical. And I also would encourage people, I mean, I know this is kind of like even the next level, I'm looking at um, sonic branding, which is the sound of your brand. Like, you know, if you have a TV show that you watch or even like a movie like Jaws, you hear two notes of that song, you you know know what it is. And so we have to think about that is like, what does it sound like? Because if I'm not watching TV anymore, how am I going to experience your brand? And so that's something I'm working on right now is figuring out what, what, what does the Chelsea sound like? <laughs> because, you know, it's gotta be like that little thing. Or if you think about Skype, like think about Skype right now. Yeah, yeah I can, I can you, hear it. Da, 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 and it's like little yeah. bubbles, like you yeah. know that sound. And so that's something that as we kind of get into this world of sound, it's, you know, it's exciting to think about, oh, I never thought about my, my sound logo before. <laughs> that is amazing. That is like, that's another le- level branding that, isn't it? Your yeah. sound <laughs> logo. I already know what yours is and, it, it, and I don't think I could do it justice. So I'm not even going to try, but it's when you say amazing. <laughs> I, I was going to say, is it amazing? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought about doing like the, um, but it's funny, like that right there is, is a brand. Like people associate that with you. And when I was on Snapchat, I had a really fast intro. It was a 10 second intro and that became a thing. So it doesn't have to just be a song or a sound. It can be a modulation. It can be a speed. It can be how you pronounce something. Um, so yes, that's exactly an evidence of the fact that every time you see me, you hear that. I hear it. me. <laughs> that is so funny. And honestly, that is, that is such a hard concept. And I know there's going to be people sat there going, oh man, I don't even, you know, I can't even stop. They're, they're struggling maybe yeah. with brands, let alone a sound. <laughs> right, right, right. This, is, yeah. this is kind of out there. I get it. Yeah. But you know, just, you have to sit with it. And that's yeah. how I am as a person. Like I got to try things on in my mind. And sometimes yeah. for me, that's a long time. Like you know, if I'm looking for a new house and I'm thinking, gosh, what would it be like to live in a new house? Or if you're mm-hmm. trying something new in, in your work and you're kind of like fearful because you're like, gosh, I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. You try it on in your mind for a little while. You start to find over weeks and months that you're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do that. So just try yeah. it on in your mind for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. So let's go down to like numbers. Cause I like talking numbers. I'm a big analytics fan. I'm a big fan of like, you know, so I'm currently, as we record this, even though by the time this comes out, I would have gone past this. I'm currently in launch mode. Uh, tomorrow, I am presenting three live masterclasses that people have signed up to. And my entire launch mode, I've been watching, you know, how many people visited my landing page, how many people signed up, how many people clicked on my ad, how many people, you know, listened to my podcast. So, is there stats available at this point in terms of how many people are listening? And is it, you know, is it a good stat? Is it seems to be working? Yeah, it, it, they do have some more basic stats. I mean, they're going to tell you, uh, like for podcasting, how many downloads you've had, how many people have enabled your skill, just so you kind of get like very broad uh, information. I'm sure 
that will evolve. That's You'll get, get demographic information, all, all sorts of things like that. So um, yes. And as far as like, is there a good number? I don't, I don't know that we can identify that mm-hmm. yet. I would say as long as you're staying steady or going up, that's great. Yeah. And you know, you've got to market your marketing. So if people don't know about your, your briefing. And by the way, if you are going to do a flash brief, you need to also tell people how to enable it and what yeah. it is. So when I first came out with it, on my Facebook posts and my Instagram, I had a little quick one, two, three, go here, look for this, boom, because mm-hmm. it's a new terminology. People don't know yeah. what it is. And so you just have to keep sort of marketing it. And why? You got to tell them why. Just don't throw up an image of, you know, here's the, here's the logo of my flash briefing. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about on it? What is it? Why would I want to listen? Oh, it's two minutes or less. Okay. That in and of itself might be something yeah. exciting to people. So you've got to market it. You got to teach people how to do it, and you got to stay with it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, you're gonna see you're gonna see numbers. Um, you know, probably like I would say even double digits is great. Oh, 20 people, you know, 50 people, yeah, yeah. and you get into the threes. Um, you know, and then some really huge. You know, if we talk about podcasts, are getting hundreds or thousands of downloads every single time. And that's something that you can work up to as well. So I think as long as you're going in the right direction, I agree. Um, up is great. Um, yeah. But I also don't get too involved in the numbers because then what happens is you start to say, oh, maybe people didn't like my podcast. That one only got 300 downloads and my other one got 500. And then you start to overthink yourself, at least I do. And then you get this like, you know, paralysis by analysis and you start to think my content's not good. I'm not good enough. Nobody likes it. And then that really, for me anyway, stops that creative process. So I Mm -hmm. don't look at metrics a lot because I know myself that's not for everybody, but I'm also one of those people that chooses not to weigh myself every morning because I don't want to get into the mindset of, Oh, what happened? Or I don't want to do this. Like, I just know my personality. If you love data, like you love data Mm -hmm. and that's your thing. And that drives you, then look at it. If you are not a data person like me, because either you're sensitive, you're going to think too much on it, then don't just, you know, do your thing and it will end up all working out. And I think you're right. The data is great. You can't really measure yourself against anybody because it's just got to be against yourself and whether you're improving and changing. Also, these things take time. So Mm -hmm. my podcast, in fact, had such an interesting shift this last month. So my podcast started last March, March 18, and December 18 was the highest month I'd ever had. And January 19 almost doubled December 18's month out of nowhere. Like literally, you know, because each month I'd look at it and think, oh, if I beat last month, and I'd always beat it by a few, not many, like 30 or 40, but it literally doubled. Like, and I was just, and I'd said to someone about it and they were like, what did you do? And I was like, I've no idea. I don't think I did anything different, but I think these things, they just take a little while to get. But I'm glad you said that because when you ask, when people ask me and when, and if we've heard all the people, they don't know what happened. There is no way, very, 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 very few people can make a viral video or something. Yeah. And, and these people that say, oh, we can guarantee X growth and viral. Oh, I hate that. But 99.9% of the people, they just tried a bunch of stuff and stuck with it. And then one day they're like, oh, that one worked. And the stuff that you think is going to kill it doesn't kill it. And the stuff that you don't give a second thought about ends up resonating. Mm -hmm. And it's just the testing and the growing. So I'm glad you said that because that's very true and very honest. We don't know what happens. Like, oh, wow, it doubled. I didn't know. It didn't do anything different. It could have been that your community on Instagram shared it out a little bit more that month. Who knows? But you just have to stick with it. And I think the consistency thing is a huge thing. You know, there are so many people, and I talk about this a lot on the podcast, but it's so important. That's why I keep bringing it up. But there are so many people who 
might look at something like a flash briefing and think, oh yeah, cool, I'm going to do that. And then they do a flash briefing for a month or two and go, oh, it didn't work. Didn't work, not doing it anymore. And they just give it up. And it's like, no, 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 you know, come back and see me in 12 months time. And then we'll have another conversation because these things take a while to get hold and and take hold. And uh, funnily enough, I did a talk recently on Instagram and I was talking about the fact of how do you get followers on Instagram? And it's it's hard going sometimes, really Mm -hmm. hard going. And then you look at people like Jenna Kutcher or Tyler J. McCall or Jasmine Starr. But of course, in day one, they didn't have those followers. They just turned up day after day after day after day and consistently posted and consistently engaged. And, you know, the same with the podcast people, the same with Gary Vee, you know, just come up on video, just keep doing your thing. And if you're good and people can relate to you and you're giving good quality, then people are ultimately going to want to watch you and want to hear you and, and want to, you know, engage in your flash briefings or whatever. So right. yeah, consistency is so key. So that's just made me think of one more thing actually about the flash briefings. How do, so let's say I'm talking to a lecturer and I get, I listen to your flash briefing. How does that work from a, and it could be that I'm thinking too much into this and it isn't meant for this, but let's say I then need to, I want to find out more about you or I want to engage with you further. How am I going to do that? How do I, now on your phone, I get it, I guess, because then I can be on my phone, but with something like a device like Alexa, how does that work? Well, it's a little bit rudimentary, even though we're talking about something like in the future here, it still is a bit rudimentary in the sense that I tell people where to go and I give them my handle and I say, I want you to connect with me through Instagram stories, send me a direct message. So we're still giving a call to action of where to go. Unfortunately, it's not like there's a one button push. I'm I'm sure there will be. I'm sure it's going to be a voice thing. Go to Instagram or go to, you know, whatever. And it's going to, you know, just go right there. But right now it's, you know, it's kind of like grassroots old school. Hey, here's mm-hmm. where you find me, send me whatever. It's, there's no communication really through the apps yet or through the devices, but I guarantee that that will be something that they're solving for. Yeah, no, that's such a good point because obviously you've got to, the whole key to any content is that you're going to take them somewhere or you're going to get them to do something. So, mm-hmm. um, so at the moment, who else do you know that is doing what you're doing on flash briefings? Is there anybody else that you follow that is doing it? Yes. I actually am part of, um, something called the industry syndicate and it's industrysyndicate.com, And that was created and founded by people like us who were doing flash mm-hmm. briefings and podcasting who couldn't find other people. And we were looking everywhere and we were like, where do we find each other? So we created this community um, it, it is specifically geared towards, you know, like I said, my real estate niche, mm-hmm. but almost everybody in that group, and I think we're up to 25 or so now, are doing flash briefings. And awesome. so again, most of the people that I follow are doing uh, flash briefings specifically in real estate. But outside of the industry, um, Jen, and I hope I say her last name right, Jen, Jen Lerner, or Lerner with Front oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Pro Entrepreneur. I she love Jen. One. Yep. She does a great one. I love her flash briefing. Yeah. Um, social media related. And of course, you know, like the social media brands, like social media examiner has their flash briefing and all of that too. Um, So I'm really focused sort of in the marketing social media world. That's typically what I listen to, but um, pretty much most people who have a podcast who are like really out there with their podcasts, oftentimes they will have one, your news channels that you like to listen to will have one, or they're listening Mm -hmm. to, you know, here in the U S it's like either Fox or CNN or whatever it may be. Uh, so you can find them all, all on there. In fact, there's a section on Amazon. If you go down the, um, if you look at the categories, they have like clothing, homewares or whatever. The very first one says Lexi flash briefings and you can click on it and you can sort through and and kind of look at what genres you like and enable them and, you know, test them out. That's really good. And actually, again, 
great thought if you're a podcaster anyway and you're recording things and it comes very natural to you to record things it seems like a very natural add-on because I was talking um do you know Andrew and Pete over in the UK I know of them yes yeah yeah so um I'm at the moment doing some work with them where I'm helping them out with some funnel stuff and we're going on a call every single week to work through their funnel and we I were on this call the other day and they were admiring my new space behind me and I said oh I've moved because I'm doing these masterclasses I want there to be a better look behind me I said and I'm going to start my YouTube channel and they were like you're gonna what and they said did you not because they did a presentation on basically how when you're really uh, you should really focus on one key bit of content that you're really good at and just absolutely hammer it home. And they were like, uh, have you not got a podcast? I was like, yeah, yeah, I've got a podcast. I love the podcast. I'm not stopping it. And they were like, but you're going to do uh, YouTube as well. And I was like, well, I'm thinking about it. And they were like, Teresa, you're an idiot. Like, honestly, <laughs> what are you thinking about? Like, no, no, Teresa, no more. You've got your content. So that would actually be a, a, a nice kind of way to get that content out there. Cause I'm guessing as well, if someone likes your flash briefings, they're mm-hmm. going to like your, right. um, your podcast because you know, right. potentially well, same. And too, I'm going to give you a tip too. I mean, cause you have such great content here. I mean, I love your podcast and, and you. you can actually turn your podcast into a YouTube video, um, using repurpose.io and okay. that's a really easy way to do it. So if you do want to just add that there, because there are people like me, I actually listen to YouTube stuff. I'll put it my computer yeah. on or my, and I'll listen to it depending mm-hmm. on what it is. I did it today, actually. So let's not count that out of the, of the voice world. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, people do like to consume content there and there's SEO there much more so than I would say right now in the voice world. So yeah. you can use that and then they kind of make it like a graphic, like almost like a video graphic with your oh, voice cool. modulation. So, you know, it's not really like a video of you per se, but that is something that you could use. But yeah, I, I, way to get that either. I understand, uh, you know, focusing on what your thing is and what you're good yeah. at and really killing that before you go wider, you know, deeper before wider for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and again, I just thought if you did have a podcast, cause I take clips for my, um, each episode, I put clips on Facebook and Twitter and whatever. So I'm guessing as well, could you effectively take clips out of a podcast in order to do your flash briefings? You could definitely take clips out of it, or you could take like your best takeaways. So typically what I do is so I don't have to create, recreate the wheel every time is I'll kind of chart out my, my five or 10 that I'm going to be doing. And then I usually coincide that with my podcast. So my podcast Mm -hmm. that I just recorded is really about sonic branding and all of that, what we just talked about. So then I'll go on and maybe one of my flash briefings is what is sonic branding? And that's just all I talk about. Just one little tip. And then you can take pieces out of it and just make that. Um, I actually don't clip because it's, honestly faster for me to just pull out my phone and just talk instead of having to edit, put it somewhere and take a clip out of it. So that's just the only reason that I do it is because I, I'm just, you know, I can't even take that extra two seconds. <laughs> and you literally are just recording it on your phone. Is it an app that you're using on your no, phone? No, I'm just recording on my phone. I, I actually, you know, for my podcast setup, I have, you know, my, my mic, just like yeah. you do sound yeah. booth and all that. But for my flash briefings, because let's just be honest, I'm kind of lazy and I don't have a lot of time <laughs> trying to get things done. I use my voice recorder app on my phone, save it to my phone. I airdrop it to my Mac and I upload it to my host and that's it. Awesome. Awesome. So thank you so much for today. This has been so good. Like I said, 
it's been like, you know, um, we ha- used to have a programme here in the UK that any UK listeners will remember called Tomorrow's World, it was called. And it used to look at like, what are we going to be doing in the year 2000? And obviously we'd all be on hoverboards or whatever, which didn't come true. But this is like our version of this. This is as far in the future as I, I've got and can think about. So thank I love you it. so much for explaining it to us. And I'm going to hook up to all your details in the show notes and link to all your stuff. Like I said, Chelsea is an absolute scream to watch on Insta Story. She makes my day and my husband's day will literally be like watching the stories. It's so cool. And thank you so much for talking about voice. It's been really, really helpful. I've loved having you on the podcast. Oh, thank you. This has been a true highlight of my week. I'm just so excited to be here with you. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. So I really enjoyed that episode. I've really liked talking about future marketing stuff. I know it can be totally overwhelming and you're sat there thinking, I haven't even got the hang of Facebook. I don't want to even talk about Alexa. But do you know what? I I just think it's good to hear these things sometimes. I think it's good to have it in your brain that this might be coming or this might be a possible move for the future. Also, the other thing that you have to think about is what if you much prefer doing something short and sweet and easy as an Alexa briefing compared to, I don't know, doing a full episode of a podcast or going live or posting once a day on Facebook? It's just another option out there. So I don't want you to be overwhelmed. I don't want you to sit there thinking, honestly, Teresa, I can't do anything else. I don't want to think about anything else. I want you to see them as options. I want you to think how lucky we are now that we have all these amazing different options that allow us to choose how we reach our audiences. So like I said, this is really just a something for you to think about and just know potentially that it might be coming. And like I said, I love the conversation around the effect it's having on our brains, our worlds, our lives. And we all do it. You know, we've probably all got an Alexa or something similar in our house. Like I said about the Sky remote, you know, we talk to it all the time to get up the program we want to watch. And and it is just the way we're going. I now do a lot more texts and things on my phone by just speaking into it. And and it's great. I love it. It's brilliant. So, so like I said, I just wanted you to have a think about that. Also, don't forget, if you've got an idea or thought right about the name of the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. And it would be great if you could DM me and let me know your thoughts. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and I will see you again next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast with Teresa Heath-Waring from TeresaHeathWaring.com. 